Welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy TV. Uh, we're back this week. Me and Carly right here is my buddy from Colorado. Uh, she's actually from England. I was going to say, I think but, I might give it away. <laughs> yeah, but now she's an American, kind of. Your children soon, are American. Really soon. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Thank you. And we're so happy to be with you this week, and we're just sharing things from the Word of God uh, stories from our past, from our childhood, from our um, just awesome testimonies of what God has done in our life. And I'm so thankful um, for Carly and her husband, Ashley. They are a gift to the body of Christ. And we just wanted to share them with you this week. And so uh, I just uh, invite you to go and check out their resources. And um, let's just get into the word today and receive all that God has for us. Father, we love you today. We worship you. We bless you. We come before your presence with thanksgiving. We're thankful for Jesus and the gift that he is. And we say today that he is our healer. He's the Lord of our life, the Lord of our family, the, the doctor in our house. Amen. And um, we just ask you to help us today and show us what we need to see. You know better than even we know what we need, we have need of. And so we receive uh, your word today as life and medicine to all our flesh. We thank you for loving us, and we thank you for the wisdom that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Carly and I have been talking, and we're really excited about Luke chapter 8. Yes. You know you're called to ministry when you're excited about, like, every scripture. You say every scripture <laughs> in the Bible is your favorite scripture. That's know, what right. I do all the time. Like, this is my favorite. Everybody's like, you said that. In this moment. In this it moment. Is. Oh, yes. in this moment. Yeah. It's perfect. Okay. Well, let's go to Luke, <laughs> Luke okay. chapter 8. And we have started the last two weeks talking about fear mm -hmm. and the powerful force that it is. Right. But then the awesome force of faith. Amen. And how much stronger it is. Hallelujah. And when I was praying for you guys watching the broadcast last night, we've been talking about this, but the Lord gave me this phrase. He said, fill up on faith and watch fear fade away. Amen. Fill up on faith. And watch fear fade away. And isn't it true that sometimes yeah. we have to get single-minded. We have to become wholehearted right. on the Word of God and yep. the things of God in order to receive God's best for our life. Yep. Jeremy and I started saying years ago, we started saying, we are going to have, we want all that Jesus came to give us. Mm -hmm. And I am not interested in settling for less than God's best. I Amen. want God's best in every area of my life, Amen. in my family, mm -hmm. in my finances, in, my, in the health of my body, in my children's lives. We are going to live the abundant life. I'm Amen. determined, no matter what, to live Amen. life and live it more abundantly. Amen. So we were starting here in Luke chapter 40. We, mm -hmm. we started, I'm, I'm sorry, not Luke chapter 40, Luke chapter 8, verse 40. We started talking about um, when Jairus came to Jesus and he had told Jesus, I need you to come and I need you to minister to my little girl. And Jesus mm -hmm. went with him. And then we got into the woman with the issue of blood. Yep. Um, but you can imagine Jairus in that moment. You know, he's, he's gone to Jesus with his, his little girl at home dying. And Jesus is like, come, come, come to my house, Jesus. Come to my house, Jesus. That's where, that's where he put his faith. Mm -hmm. Lord, if you come to my house... Mm -hmm then I'm going to receive healing for my daughter. And, you know, we, this is interesting, but we determine how we receive from God. Yeah. God's not up there in heaven picking. Yeah. His faith, he's, Jesus meets us at our point of faith. Mm -hmm. And so when Jairus said to him, if you just come to my house, he didn't say to Jairus, what's the matter with you? Can't you just, yeah. can't you just believe like the centurion? Mm -hmm. Can't I just say the word? 
he meets us at our point of faith. So uh, he was on his way to Jairus' house when he gets interrupted with the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah. Another awesome passage which we've read in, yeah. in previous programs here. But, but you can imagine Jairus getting all kind of ants in his pants, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like he, he has already, he'd gotten Jesus' attention, but then this woman comes in and I mean, I think sometimes we get a little bit like this. We see other people receiving from God. We see other people maybe in a prayer line getting healed. I mean, when's it going to be my turn? You know, and if we're not careful, we can start getting, moving out of faith and even getting into fear like my time's never going to come or what if, you know, what if the worst happens? What if I run out of time in yeah. believing God? Yeah. And we need to be careful, I think, because, you know, if, if Jairus didn't set his heart in this moment, he could have watched everything going on with this woman. Mm -hmm. And then when this, when this report came that his daughter was, had died, he could have said in his heart, oh, never mind that, it's too late. Yeah. My time, my, you know, it, it, I, I don't have time. The circumstances have gone too far. Yeah. And we mentioned this before, but Jesus, it's almost like he interrupted Jairus before he could even have a thought mm -hmm. and said, do not fear Jairus. Don't even get, yeah. don't even get into that. Yeah. That's Only super important. Believe. Amen. We we have to we fear. have to choose to set our faith and not be moved from it. Amen. Amen. So we, as we ended up last week, we talked about how Jesus looked at him and said, "Do not be afraid. Only believe, mm -hmm. and she will be made well." Right. And how we have to to turn the switch of faith on mm -hmm. and turn faith off, I mean, turn fear off. Right. And, or close the door on close fear. Close the door, I mean, shut so it out. Is, if you keep reading in this passage, it gets really good. And I think this is a really important part of receiving mm -hmm. is what we get into right after this. Verse 51 says, when he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her. What is that? Mm -hmm. What is that weeping and that mourning? I mean, that, that's, that, that's what happens when you have a bad report. It's fear. It's fear. Everyone comes around you. It's the pity. It's the fear. It's the, it's the grief. It's tangible. It's tangible. It's, it's a very spirit. emotional. It's a spirit. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, you can really take, can't you get a gauge mm -hmm. on if you're in faith or if you're yielding to fear based right. on what your emotions are doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. There was no peace in that situation. Absolutely none. And... And he says, everybody get out of the house. Jesus tells them all to get out of the house. Why? It's because what they're doing does have power. Yes. It's, it's really what's going on in their hearts right. are contributing to the situation. And he says, get out. And there's only, I'm only permitting a few of these people to come in with me. Why, why did he let them come in with him? Why did he let Peter, James, and John you know, and the father and mother come? We can create, we get to choose what kind of atmosphere is present in our home. And I believe that Jesus in this moment was trying to create an atmosphere of people that would believe. Yeah. And you know, when you're going through a battle, when you've had a negative report, you want to surround yourself with people that know how to believe the Word of God because sympathy will kill you. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can, and, and the most well-meaning people in our lives can come around us and because they love us, but they're terrified of losing us, mm -hmm. you know, give voice to their fear and, and their emotion. And why that might stroke us and make us feel loved and, and taken care of in the moment, if we want to believe God, if we're fighting the, in the fight of our life, yeah. you know, we need people not, not going to stroke us and make us feel better in the moment. Yeah. 
but are people that are going to say, no, we're going to speak the word of God over our situation. Amen. And I believe it is really important here. It's a, it's a very significant incident because it seems a little bit cold and heartless, honestly, mm -hmm. if you just read it at face value. But that verse 51, it says, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, John, James, and, and, the, and the father and mother of the girl. In other words, he shut the fear and unbelief of other people, well-meaning people even, yeah, out of the way. He shut the door on fear. He did, and we, you know, I, I believe we can learn from that. Mm -hmm. And does it, isn't it, it really is in every single situation that you encounter in life, if you mm -hmm. know God and you understand some of these things and you've gotten light and revelation, you understand that in every situation that comes against mm -hmm. you, every situation that you face, that you either open yourself up and you release faith or you close the door on fear. I mean, right. you you actually have the power to do that, which is a phenomenal thing that God has given us the ability, which we talked about the last two project, prod, um, programs, programs. <laughs> <laughs> to choose life yeah. or to choose death. Yeah. There's these two things that are before us. I always heard Jeremy talk about it a long time ago when we were youth pastor. He'd say, um, you, you come to the crossroads of spirit and flesh. Mm -hmm. And you have to choose which way I'm going to go. Where are you going? Which way am I going to go? And God has given us the power. Isn't it cool that God loves us so much and he wants to have such a, a working together with us mm -hmm. and a relationship with us. He wants this thing, this story to play out together. He wants to do this with us. Mm -hmm. It's not just us out here on our own, uh, trying to make it, trying to survive. No, he wants to come alongside us and partner in faith and get together on something. You know, the most powerful agreement that you can come into is getting into agreement with God. Amen. And, you know, he tells us if any two of you agree on touching anything, if you're at home and you are all by yourself and you feel like you have no one to agree with you, you have got God and his word to come yeah. into agreement with. But we need to agree with what God says. Yeah. We need, I mean, the Word of God is the Word of God. It's not going to change. It's not going to be changed by our circumstance. Mm -hmm. The Word of God is not changed because we get a, a bad doctor's report. Yeah. Right? The Word of God is not changed because the doctor says we're terminal. Amen. His promises are unmoved by our circumstances. Absolutely. Or even our emotions. It's not changed by how we feel about it. Yeah. It is always going to be the Word of God. But it's our, our part in this is to choose to agree with the Word of God, have that power of agreement with the Word of God, with God, what God says about our situation, rather than, you know, how we feel about it, the, the people around us, the, the, even the family members even, yeah. you know, the mourners, the people that want to come stroke us. We have to choose to put our faith in the Word of God. And I think it's really significant here. He said, all wept and mourned for the girl. But he said, do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. Mm -hmm. Now, the girl was dead. Right. She 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 had ceased to be. Right. Yeah. She wasn't breathing. She was dead. But I believe what Jesus was seeing here was death in a different way than we see death. Mm. He saw death as temporary. Yeah. And so he was speaking the end from the beginning. Amen. He was speaking beyond either the circumstance, how he had already seen her coming back. Yeah. He'd already seen her raising from the dead. He knew that this wasn't the end of the story and that the death that was in her mortal body in that moment was temporary. Now, I'm not talking about heaven. He was talking about in, in, this, in yeah. this moment because he knew he was about to raise her from the dead. Yeah. And if we can have Jesus' perspective on our natural circumstances, that, that here really we're talking about seeing by faith. Yeah. See, faith sees. Faith sees the future. It plans the future. Mm -hmm. What fear does is it quits planning. 
-hmm. and it only rehearses the past. Mm. Remember the last time you believed God and nothing happened? Mm. Remember that pain? Doesn't it feel like the last time you felt that pain? Yeah. Remember what the doctor said yeah. in the past? Whereas fate or, or it will say to you, oh, you, you can't do it in your own strength. You don't have enough resources. You can't really do what God called you to do. You don't have the right. He looks only at your, your own limited resources mm -hmm. and past experience. Fear cannot tell you the future. Yeah. But faith, faith looks beyond the natural. Yeah. And it plans for the future. It's, well, it, it calls those things that be not as though they are. Absolutely. I mean, really, I think it'd be good just to read Hebrews chapter 11, the very yeah. first verse along these lines. Um, and verse one says, now faith is the substance, or some translations say the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. That's what you're talking about. Amen. If it's faith, you can't see it. Right. If it's faith, you can't feel it. Right. You have nothing in this natural world that tells you this is right, this is true. You only have one thing that tells you that it's true, mm -hmm. the Word of God. Amen. God's Word. And I think a lot of times that we are so naturally minded, mm -hmm. we base everything that we believe off of what we can see. Right. But faith doesn't base anything it on what it can see. It operates in a different realm. It's supernatural. Absolutely. A whole nother realm. And so what was, why did J. Iris have any confidence to believe God in this situation? What was his, where did his confidence come from? I believe it only came from one thing, Jesus saying to him, do not fear, yep. only believe. Amen. And you know, for, remember who Jairus was. I mean, he was a, he was a religious ruler, mm -hmm. right? He wasn't the kind of guy that was supposed to be hanging out with Jesus, really. I mean, he was supposed to be kind of anti-Jesus. But it's amazing what a crisis will do to change somebody's theology. Mm. It gives them a motivation. He had a crisis situation going on and he was ready to put aside his preconceived ideas to embrace a miracle. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we come to that place, don't we? I know we do when we do with our uh, with our own daughter Hannah, you know, we put aside our preconceived ideas in order to embrace what God was saying about our situation. Yeah. And and he he came to Jesus in the first place because he must have heard the stories. Yeah. Hey, you know what? There's this guy going around. He's Jesus. He calls himself the Messiah. He's going around and he's healing people and he's raising the dead and come see for, your, for yourself. You know, faith comes by hearing yeah. and hearing by the word of God, right? But unbelief and fear also come by hearing. Yeah. And Jairus had to, he had to take, place it, it was a choice for him to listen to what people were saying about Jesus and think, well, hang on a minute, maybe there's some truth in this. Mm -hmm. If Jesus is going around and these reports that people are saying are true, then if, it, if, it, if it's good for them, then it's good for my little girl. Mm -hmm. And so I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna meet this guy. That was an act of faith for Jairus even to be there in that crowd. Yeah. He didn't just think it on the inside, mm -hmm. he acted on it. Yeah, and, and doesn't faith that's always requires action. Amen. And you act on the word that you hear. Yeah. I was thinking about your story with Hannah. Actually, the Lord just reminded me of this, but um, don't you, it, even with Jairus, he had to have a level of hunger mm -hmm. for Jesus, a level of hunger for healing, for yep. the healer. Yep. Um, and and a crisis will make you hungry. Absolutely. And I, I, rem 
I, I think there is something to receiving your healing that you have to have a hunger to the point where you'll go after your healer. You'll yeah. go after it's, him. It's a motivation to, to push through um, anything that's anything else that's telling you, you know, don't don't put faith, but don't put your faith in something. Don't. Yeah. What if you're disappointed? To push past all the doubts and all the unbeliefs, you have to have that motivation. Yeah. To push through. And, and yeah, that, that, that thing in you, I'm going to go after this with all my heart. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a hunger. And I had read in your book, this is an awesome book too. You guys get a hold of it. It's so good that Carly wrote, um, Miracles and Healing Made Easy, Inspiring Stories of Faith. She tells her whole testimony in here. But I love this. You said um, in here, Though we received salvation through belief in Jesus, we didn't understand the gospel is much more than just a ticket to heaven. Romans 1.16 calls it the good news. It is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. This literally means the gospel is the good news of God's miracle working power. Um, abundant, mighty power to deliver, heal, save, forgive, and protect from harm all those who trust in Jesus. That's good news. But I love this, what you said. Understanding this concept gave my family a hunger to see more of God's power play out in our lives. Amen. Uh, isn't it true that when you know God and when you get to know Him and you get revelation in the Word, you just want more and it, more and more. You are so, we are so addicted <laughs> to the Word of God. It's like we love God and we love His Word. But in John 10, 10, Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. We, de we decided to stop settling for life when we were a prom promised abundant life. Amen. And soon we began experiencing it. Yeah. And I love that because you had to get hungry for that. You and every one of us, we will not see the fullness of our healing manifested in our lives unless we're really hungry to receive it God's way. Right. And to go after God. And you know, there's a lot of ways to receive healing. Uh, there's a lot of natural ways that people get better and feel better, medicine, a lot of things. But there is a, a supernatural way to receive. And I think that at some point you've got to get so hungry. And to the point where you want him that bad, you'll go after the healer. And healing happens when you're with the healer. Amen. It's a byproduct. Healing is a byproduct of our relationship with the healer. Absolutely. And I think many times people run around to different healing meetings mm -hmm. searching for healing, you know, and, and sometimes they, they see a breakthrough and sometimes they don't. But I can tell you one thing that's for sure. Healing is a byproduct of our relationship with the healer. Mm -hmm. And when we seek first the kingdom of God, when we seek first the healer, healing will come. Yeah. When we, you know, and this will work for every promise, not just healing. If we, if we seek first the provider, provision will come. Yeah. It's a, you know, God is not holding back on us. Amen. He's, he's every Amen. good and perfect gift yes. comes down from our Father in lights in whom there is no shadow of turning. He hasn't Amen. changed his mind about you. He has yeah. good for your life. His plans for you are only good. Yeah. He only has good for you. He has the best. He has the abundant life for you. Amen. 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 And you have to get hungry. You have to get hungry for Him. You have to want that life more abundant. Mm -hmm. Don't settle for anything less than that. If you need healing in your body, don't keep living with that same disease, that same problem, those same pains. Don't just let it go, go on year after year after year. Get hungry. Ask the Lord, give me a hunger for you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Give me a hunger for you. And I, I, years ago, the Lord started ministering to me along these lines about being hungry for the healer. Mm -hmm. And when I prayed about it, I saw this, uh, this beautiful table. And I like to think about the banquet table right. that Song of Solomon talks about. Sure. He brought me. Well, actually, you know, we wrote the song. We, we sing the song in church or the old song. I don't know. 
maybe it's just because I've been singing these kind of songs for years and years. You may not know these. They may not even be um, around anymore, but he brought me to his banquet. Oh, I remember that one. That's a classic. And his banner over me is love. Okay. So I remember like... I'll let you sing it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't listen to me right now. Okay. So I saw this beautiful table, this banqueting table. And, And as I prayed about this, I just imagined Jesus in the kitchen the chef, the master chef, like whipping up some pancakes, whipping up or this awesome <laughs> meal for me, and just setting it on the table, spread out over the table. And I thought about, I have got to be hungry enough mm-hmm. for what He has for me to go sit down at that table, take my seat where I belong at that table, sit down, and receive from Him. Mm-hmm. And as I prayed about this, I thought about Jesus. You know, he, he prepares this gorgeous meal for us, this beautiful meal for us. And he rings the dinner bell and he says, it is finished. Yeah. It is Dinner's done. Ready. Dinner's ready. It's <laughs> all here. I've done all the work. I've provided it all for you. I have, I have died for you. I have taken stripes for you. Yeah. I have finished the work. Yeah. It's finished. Come and get it. Come sit down and get it. Amen. And then we go and we have to be hungry enough to go sit down at that table and begin to eat. Mm -hmm. And faith eats all that grace has made. And the Lord put it to me like this. He said, grace sets the table and faith eats. Amen. That's what this is. This thing is not complicated. It's not hard. It is actually what, what pleases God is simple faith. Yeah. It is that childlike faith that says, Lord, I believe this word. I believe your word to me. If you say fear not, only believe, I'm going to fear not and only believe. If we will fill up on faith, fear will fade away. And I think we're out of time now, but I just want to encourage you guys to just go take some time today with the Lord. Get quiet with him. Get still with him. If you have to resist that spirit of fear, resist it and begin to speak to your body. Begin to tell your body what the word of God says about it. Liver be cleansed. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. Immune system be strong Amen. in the Lord. Adrenals be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Just say to your body, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes. I can get up today. I can walk by faith. Amen. If you need this, actually stand up and walk. Say, I walk by faith and get up and begin to walk by faith. This, this life of faith is a walk and it's one's taking one step after the other. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.